you know. Sometimes we're irresponsible as as show creators. Yeah. You know, and I try to be. We, yeah. I mean, some stuff we write is socially responsible, but that's by accident. Most of it is. That's on purpose. It's pretty uh, fucked up. That's what I like. So we're back again, episode eight, Sugar and Toys. Love it. This time we decided to send Kyle on a staycation, like right in his living room. We, we equipped him with some little Romeo wrap snacks. Delicious. And uh, some, some imported beach sand from Long Beach. This episode was inspired a lot by just the whole concept of FOMO and like, you know, people feeling like left out of shit. Also, just like being addicted to social media. The, the joke that I loved when you, when you first kind of came out with this idea, are you really on vacation if people aren't seeing you on vacation? And that, and that really is, I think, a real thing that, that people face. I mean, I, I, similarly, I, I, hate, I hate my phone, but the only thing I hate more than that is not having it. Well, well plus, like, you see people that are on vacation and every experience that they're having on their vacation is so obvious that it's only for Instagram. Yeah. It's only for that one shot, uh -huh. and then they're off to the next spot to do, get another shot. Right. So it's all about just enjoying, like, people hating on the shit that you're doing, <laughs> really. You know what I'm saying? It's, and, and so, like, I think it takes people out of the moment, really, you know? There's some cartoons in this There's episode, too. There's some cartoons in this episode. Okay, good, we, good. We did, we did a really funny... Uh, I have a recurring nightmare that we forget to put cartoons in an episode. The fuse would never let us do that. Okay. No. That's how I know it's just a nightmare. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so we had a lot of fun with this uh, Smurfs parody. Whoa. Um, the perps. Yes, the perps. This is the seemed like the right vehicle to, like, address this Rachel Dolezal uh, situation. And um, although it's, like, it did happen kind of a while ago, but she's always kind of in and out. Oh, yeah, she, she's, not, she's not going anywhere. She's, yeah, she's, she's, she's still reminding people that she's black, so we thought... <laughs> <laughs> We thought it would be funny if um, it turned out that she's actually, like, appropriating Smurf culture. Y'all got a fully grown Caucasian woman perping as a perp, and nobody gonna say nothing? I understand the heightened sensitivity to it, and I feel it, too, at times, you know what I mean? So, like, and, and but at the same time, I also understand, understand it from the other side because, you know, we, we also live in a culture where things become popular and everyone wants to participate, and they... And, and, you know, not because they're looking to disrespect another person's culture, but just because it's cool, you know? So the idea it, of, like, you're a hip-hop fan or you're a fan of African art or you're a fan of something is You can do that and thing. be white. Right. But, you know, the... And then she's the, a perpetrator, though. She's a perpetrator. That's what perp is short for. Uh, you see what I did there? Yeah. Kylie Potato Head. That one. Yes. I think this is when uh, we came up with in the room, right? The yeah. writers. Uh -huh. and, um, and it was, it was just a, the topic of, like, Kylie, like, getting so much like plastic surgery and trying to like keep up with the Kardashians. And um, we just thought we'd take it to an extreme. I'm gonna tell him the truth. Okay, Travis, the truth is I'm just a potato head. And this is how I look without makeup. I understand if you wanna leave. The idea that she in any way is a person that's coming into a level playing field for any of the rest of us mortals walking the planet Earth know that that's not the case. But she's kind of this elusive figure in that She's way, she seems way too young to be as successful as she is. She's so sort of hooked up and so sort of dialed in, dealing with what those pressures must be like. We sort of just made this thing that was kind of this fever dream version of a reality show meltdown that yeah, also involves potatoes. <laughs> Good music, that was a fun piece. And I think this, this idea came about really, really late at night. Um, <laughs> Because I know we were, we were scrambling to like uh, complete an outline for, for for this episode, 
And, you know, this is, again, I notice any time when, like, we're really up against the wall, we have a tendency to go a lot more silly and to go, and go a lot more strange and bizarre. And, um, you know, so it's not a whole lot of social commentary in this one. <laughs> this one is really just about the idea of, like, you know, Kanye West record label, good music. Pusha T has taken sway on a tour of good music, and we discovered that good music is only one level of the company. <laughs> There's also trash music, which is right beneath it. <laughs> well, actually, no, in between that is I music. I music, I'm sorry. <laughs> right, so you, so you have good music, I music, and then at the very bottom, you have trash music. So we put some artists in the I music and the trash music level that we don't actually think are trash. I just wanted to say that for the record. Um, I, was, I, see, I thought we thought everyone was trash. It, well, no, I love J. Cole. You know what I'm saying? I think J. Cole is dope. Although, a lot of people do say he's trash. And I always thought that was strange because I, I like him. I think he's a That great, was kind of the inspiration artist. of the piece, right? In a way, was his, his defense. I mean, well, that people was a, defending him that everyone was running around calling him trash when clearly. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's clearly not trash. He's but all like right. People, but yeah, he's. Maybe good. <laughs> on a good day. It's, but it's one of those things, again, man, where, like, you know, we poke fun at a lot of people that we actually admire and we actually like. You know, like, I'm a huge Pusha T fan, but, like, it's funny to hear him constantly remind Sway that he sells drugs because that's all the fuck he talks about. <laughs> yeah, uh, then we brought back uh, OG Steve. That's... The Blue that, Schools parody. That is, I mean, you've played a lot of great roles, but, like, OG Steve, like I said, it's, it's like that's... That's Mr. Robinson, uh, Eddie Murphy's grandson from Sa old Saturday Night Live. And uh, what, what was the one on this one? This was the, the uh, gun safety, right? All right, kids. Me and Clue want to hand y'all some guns. Hey, Kyle, pass them around, young queer. Now use the blue rags to wipe all the prints off. Yeah, this one, you know, you know, kind of goes back to the original concept of the show, which is really to, to reflect some of the more unpleasant truths about the world and some of the more uneasy things about the world through this lens of... Uh, of children's programming, of you know the idea that you know maybe what we're handing off to the kids isn't isn't the best version of the world possible. Right. Speaking of handing off shit to kids that isn't the best version of it possible, there's a hilarious commercial in this one called the Hand Me Downs, uh, which had some of my favorite child acting in the show <laughs> to date, man. Damn it! I thought my parents were poor. Hand me downs, hand me downs when you can't buy toys because you're unemployed. Most of these sketches that we do are like really representing the world in a real way, you know, like, you know, like the, the clues, clues, or like hand me downs. Because there's a lot of kids that actually don't have a choice but to get hand me down toys. Being able to sort of portray all those perspectives where there is this kind of reveling in the sort of harshness and the fuckery of it, right. but then also kind of capturing. The, the, the feeling sort of behind it? A certain degree of it is actually, I think, good because it does manage your expectations in life. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, really, like, because we've kind of sold this American dream, everybody, every, every kid, and, like, you know, a good amount of, like, reality checking is, is good. Like, no, we don't have the money to get that shit. You're going to have to wear these drawers that belong to Uncle Leroy. Hey, Carl, you know your Malones? I know all my Malones. I know, I know Muggsy Malone. I know Carl Malone. I know Home Malone. <laughs> uh, yeah. Silly jokes, man. Yeah, man. That's... Water Malone. That's my favorite. Water Malone. Yeah, that's yeah. It. We're not afraid of puns. Water Malone! Water Malone! <laughs> You've been to Post Malone's house before, right? I have. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. Was, he, he, he literally had a tattoo artist 
that like a live-in tattoo artist. He was there 24 hours a day. His whole job was just to get people tattoos. All right, man, it's been fun, man. Episode yeah. eight is in the can. We're moving on to uh, the I next. I think nine comes after 10, yeah. after eight. Ironically, actually, if you want to be, if you're into trivia, you episode. You can't just get a clean out, see? Let's just try one that's just a clean out. Ready, go. We're done, bye. Sugar and toys, sugar and toys, sugar and toys. Pack a bowl.